Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ever Adaptive Podcast. I am your host, Becky Flowers, and my beautiful co-host over here. Sarah Budson, you always flatter me. (laughs) You're the beautiful one. You are one day out. I am one day out. I am currently (laughs) in my awfully lit hotel room in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm in like a padded room. Like it's all white and like eerie. (laughs) It's okay. We'll just, you need like a a photo on the back. I know. I I just like reorganized my entire office and I definitely need stuff in the background now. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. We're fine. Um, What's up guys? Okay. So today we are going to be discussing mental health, Um, kind of things that we have learned through our lives to cope. Um, Everything that we've gone through kind of diving into our um, backstories with therapy. I know I have a pretty big backstory and then, um, just, just ways that hopefully you can have some takeaways with dealing with mental health things. I actually, I love this topic. I have my, um, bachelor's of arts in psychology and was going to go in for my master's for, um, clinical therapy. And then, you know, if you listen to the life podcast, I got pregnant. So (laughs) I just still nerd out on this and yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So, and I actually, I am curious because, well, I know that you have been, okay. So you've been on a long prep right now. Mm -hmm. We're nearing the end (laughs) finally, (laughs) but you've had a lot of life happen in the meantime. So like, I wanted to kind of dig into and like pick your brain with just like certain, I guess, coping mechanisms that you have personally done. I know that you're big on obviously like going for walks and journaling and things like that, but like just different ways that you have kind of kept yourself sane throughout this entire prep, dealing with an entire household full of children and animals and husband and every owning a business and trying to grow your business and everything that you have also been putting on your plate in the meantime too. Like what are your, like your go-tos when you're feeling just freaking buried other than sending me a voice memo? <laughs> I was going to say like losing my shit. I don't know. <laughs> um, no. So I really, you, you hit on a lot of them going for walks. Honestly, my morning routine, getting that dialed in, that has been a lifesaver. Um, just having that time to myself. Cause I've realized and being very introspective with yourself is very helpful. So realizing what really gives you life, is it being around people? Is it being by yourself? So being by myself, um, gives me like, it fills my cup and gives me energy. So having that morning routine and going out for that sunshine walk, it's like the Cuberman walk, right. Um, and getting that sunlight first thing in the morning, journaling, having my to do's list out and only giving myself five a day 
has been huge because I was the queen of long to-do lists and then feeling like you have to get it done. And then you kind of like spiral if you don't, um, really just prioritizing things and trying to think of what else podcasts are huge for me and just really diving, cultivating a, like your whole life to really like pour into you, I think is key. If you have negative people in your life, like you're going to be negative. If you are listening to negative things, you're going to be negative. So just cultivating everything that goes into your brain as positive is helpful. And I still lose my shit. (laughs) I think like, right. You gotta be real. Like I still lose my shit. I still yell at my kids. It's just, it is what it is. And I think when you constantly are beating yourself up for that stuff too, like you're never going to be able to get out of it. So just Mm -hmm. own it. Be like, I'm going to do better. Yeah. Yeah. I think just being real with yourself and allowing yourself to feel emotion, not staying there is obviously a big thing, you know, cause we can mask it all we want, but you still have to deal with it and work through it. And that has been really my biggest, my biggest thing for working through things. It's like when I'm feeling buried, like, all right, maybe I just need to take tonight and feel this and, you know, cry it out or just And like read. You cut out. Oh, like maybe I just need to, you know, feel this tonight and know that I like I'll be fine after I sleep tonight, you know, Um, lay on my couch with a candle lit under a blanket and just be Uh, and then know that, you know, okay, I'm going to feel this, but let me rationalize. Let me work through it. And then then we pick up and figure out what happens next. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of want to hear more about your processes because honestly, when I do send you my voicemails, like you are so just, what would be the word? You are so calm and so like rational thinking that I, I love it. You are like the yin to my yang when I'm like losing my shit and you're just like even keel all the time. I feel like, (laughs) oh, and maybe don't feel like that, but what are your processes when you feel like you're buried? Cause you have a lot of life going on too. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different ways, you know, it, and it, it's very, I think situation dependent, you know, I, I used to get heated about things and I think with just so much life happening over the last couple of years and constantly putting myself in these situations of pressure, like by choice, has kind of trained myself to be a little bit more armored for some of these things where I, same thing, like I'll feel them. um, But I don't, it's very rare that I get like mad or angry at things because I think that I've just, it's like what good comes out of that, right? Where Mm -hmm. if I'm calm and I actually take a step back, zoom out, like 
this is nothing, you know, sometimes it is something, <laughs> you know, the last week I've been through a lot of shit and that is something. some of it really just, just like hits you like a brick wall and stops you down your tracks. That's where I was literally a week ago today where I got some really awful news. And then literally two minutes later, I got some even worse news and I'm just like, okay, like take that for what it is. It, it definitely stopped me down in my tracks, but like, okay, breathe, talk to someone that you can confide in and lean on and cry, gotta cry, but just breathe, like breathe through it. And maybe that day is shot. It's a personal choice, really, right? How we carry on, whether we let it go on for five minutes, 10 minutes, three hours, or the whole day or multiple days. I never let myself do that. I I will not let myself, if I'm having like a day where just a lot of shit's hitting me, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to bed and tomorrow like is, is new and that's how we move forward. Yeah. Like I will not allow myself to be in a a victim state for more than that because I got too much shit to take care of. Like I I don't have time to sit here and be sad about things. Like I don't. So really my biggest thing is just zooming out when I'm feeling overwhelmed or sad or mad or whatever is zoom out and don't act on emotion. You know, let my emotions pass. That's the biggest thing. It's like nothing good comes out of that. Absolutely yeah. nothing that's coming good is going to come out of acting out of emotion. And I've witnessed that in a lot of people. And it shows you a really interesting side of people. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be that way. And I won't allow myself to be that way. Because if I am feeling overwhelmed or just buried, it's like, okay, I'm better off just keeping my mouth shut, zooming out, slowing down, assessing the situation, and then let me actually think about this and calculate either A, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do moving forward. Yeah. Because that's the only the only way that you know you are you're sure things aren't actually gonna just like blow up in your face then. Or maybe you're saying something that you don't mean or whatever the case may be. Obviously, it could be any different situation, but really just making myself breathe through it and just rationalizing, you know, not letting thoughts consume me and just calculating what happens next. I love that. And I think that is so key and something that you are so good at and you've really helped me with as well, because I am a very emotional person. I don't follow like horoscopes at all. And it's like, I shouldn't even bring it up, but I'm a Gemini. So like, I will like (laughs) nap like that. Um, So you being a good example of not acting out of emotion, you act out of rational thinking you step away from it. And that's such a good tip to step away from the situation, kind of like remove yourself from the situation Mm -hmm. and see it for what it is. 
and see it for what's actually going on. Maybe it's a fight with your husband and you can look back and see his point of view. And then you're able to walk into it better than snapping at him. And then it's something that blows up that you can't control anymore. And it's like this big rock going down this hill that like, you don't know where it's going because you snapped and you could have just taken a step back and looked at everything. And just kind of like reassess and like go into, get, go into things with like a clear mind. Exactly. Exactly. Just kind of like gather your thoughts. And if you have to write it down, you know, like whatever you have to do to be like, okay, these are, maybe this is why I feel this way. Assess it. And then same thing. Like you can, after you're like less heated and you can be like, okay, maybe they have a point or I didn't look at it that way, but being communicative about this and then just receptive of what the other person, obviously we're like talking about like an art, like, you know, some sort of like tiff in this situation, but hearing out, you know, the other side of it and maybe they're, you know, maybe they're justified in their feelings or maybe they're not, but being communicative about that and then just open to hearing them out and, okay, like, how do we fix this? Like, what do we do moving forward? Because sitting here and bitching at each other is not going to be productive in any way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Another thing that I know that you do a lot is putting your phone on do not disturb. And I I live my life on do not disturb. I do too. And I think that that's something that's worth bringing up in this topic, just because we are so connected to everything. And our mental health, like everyone is struggling with something right now. So you don't need to be plugged in 24 seven, live your life and do not disturb, especially when you are in these situations where you are dealing with something, take a moment, take a moment. You can set it to like certain texts or calls will come certain people. Like when I'm on, when I'm on that, do not disturb, like your texts still come through. But like, I, if my is ringing and it's, and this is something that I've really come into in the last few weeks is protecting my time in the morning. Be thanks to you. (laughs) It's just being selfish with my mornings and like, okay, these are the things that I need to do to get my day off to a good start and know that I'm going to be productive and feel good. And taking calls or like looking at texts from certain, it's like, I, I don't, I need to be selfish right now. And I, I'll get back to you later. Yeah. But I, I have what I have to take care of this morning and talking about nothing or empty conversations or just like what, like that's not on the top of my to-do list. Like I just, it's not of importance to me. Like I need to make sure that I am in on what I need to handle for myself, whether that's, you know, going for a walk, whether that's getting my cardio in, whether that's listening to a podcast, whether it's grocery shopping, like whatever I need to do going and training, I have to be selfish with my time to make sure that I am in a good headspace to be able to handle whatever the day throws at me. Yeah. Yeah. I think filling your own cup first is Mm -hmm. so important. Yeah. And for so many years, I didn't 
I was always pouring into everyone else and it's draining. I mean, we met at the retreat last year. That's how I was. I I would always prioritize everyone else over myself. And then I wonder why I was just continually just hitting brick wall after brick wall. And it's because like I had nothing left. And I just have to say, because we met a little over a year ago. So like last May, just the transformation between then and now that I see in you is just, it's night and day just from like your level of stress and like, like you can just read it off somebody. Like when you're kind of like, you know, when you can feel that, um, it's just so different. So just, yeah. And I've, I've, I've done a lot of work on myself and I love hearing that feedback. And I, I said this in uh, the podcast that I was, I was on Ben's podcast. I said this it's not like an egotistical way where it's like, oh, I want to, you know, have all these people hype me up. It's like, no, like how do other people perceive me? Because I know it's very different than a year ago, a year and a half ago. I've gone through a lot of changes and I've done a lot of looking inward and just figuring my shit out and figuring out what works best for me. And I like the person that I'm becoming. I really do feel like I'm starting to like get in a groove of feeling good and figuring it out and being happy with how I deal with things and how I deal with stress. I feel better. And I, it's just, it's really cool to hear other people's perspective and not just from my own angle to how they perceive me and like, how am I being portrayed to the world around me and the people around me that I do care about. And like, as long as I am able to shed that light onto people and provide value to people too. Like, that's what I feel like I'm supposed to do. And I know that the people around me, like if I'm, if I'm making a positive impact on people, which I down to my core, I know that I am starting to, then that's all. That's, that's everything for me. I love that. I love that. And you know, that's so key. It's kind of off topic, but we never really know how we perceive ourselves can be so different than how others perceive us. So Mm -hmm. being open to that feedback too, is something that is going to be helpful in the future. Um, And it kind of does go into mental health, I guess, because maybe you're just a complete asshole and you need to have that like come to Jesus moment. And that is going to help where you're spiraling in your head about right. stuff that you don't really need. And to. it's not always positive, but that's the thing too, is like having those people in your life that will call you out on your shit and challenge you. Like that's important too. Just like and when we had Freya that- on our episode, when it's, she, she had mentioned like, there's people in your life where they're like, no, like call you to the carpet. Like there's yeah. something happening here. And because I care about you, I'm going to bring this up. And this yeah. is something that I, I really feel you should work on. Like those people are important too. And I love that because it's, it's constructive criticism and it, how you take it is also everything too. Are you open to that? Are you open to bettering yourself? Or are you going to be like, well, that's just how I am. I'm just stuck in my ways you're never going to be a better person by being stuck in that and just being okay with not being a progressive in, in 
growth. Yeah, I agree. And I think being open to that from certain people. So knowing the people that are going to give you criticism, because we can kind of like, you're going to get criticism on social media. You're going to get criticism from a whole bunch of people, especially in bodybuilding. You're going to get criticism from a whole bunch of people that don't understand what you're doing. Are you taking your critiques from people that know you, love you, and just want what's best for you and are giving you constructive criticism? Or if you're getting a critique too, and maybe it's someone that doesn't love you, but they are giving you feedback, look inward and be like, is this true? If it's true, then work on it. If it's not true, you're going to know right away. So I've had that multiple times where people have just been complete assholes and said something and it really, really got to me. And I had to look inward and be like, is this true? Is this why it's getting to me so bad? And yes, it was true. So I had to work on that. Um, so yeah, that was good. Let's talk about therapy. Cause I know just because of you, your transformation in this last year and you working on yourself, I know that one thing that you did add in was therapy. So let's yeah. dive into that. And then I just started with a new therapist two weeks ago and we are doing EMDR. So we can dive into that too. So, yeah, yeah. So the therapy has been on my mind for a very long time and it gets a stigma, right? And I was never the person that would think that I would need it. And because like, I had a great upbringing, like my parents raised me, they're amazing. You know, like I, I never had anything that I would like, oh, this was traumatic or I need to heal from things. I went into therapy. So my wheels really started turning and thinking and actually considering it like the beginning of this year, end of last year, early this year is when I really decided like, okay, I think I'm going to take the plunge into this. And when I had first started out, I started with one therapist. We didn't really jive. And after like three weeks, I was just like, all right, I'm going to find a new one. So I found a new one. Um, I love my therapist now. Like she's amazing. She's so awesome. But I had started out with, and this is kind of my view on it. And I told her straight up and I knew that like, this was probably something that wasn't very common on her end, or I would assume is I'm like, I had a great upbringing. I don't have anything that I feel like I would call like trauma or anything that I need to heal from or anything like that. A lot of things that I've been through are self-inflicted things that I've brought upon myself, these changes, these big life changes. And I just know that I'm stressed out and I need to manage my stress and deal with my stress in different ways. So it's not affecting my health. I know I've done a damn good job up to this point, but it could never hurt to have an extra set of eyes, just like coaches need coaches, right? That's kind of like how I framed it. And she's just like, oh, okay. And see, like, so introspective, like most people aren't like that. Right. Exactly. And I don't mean to like toot my own horn, but like, I'm, I'm a very self-aware person and like going into this, knowing that I was just like, I know I'm good, but I know that I also can be better. 
Yeah. And that's why I'm here because like, I know that there's always more growth and there's always something that I can be doing that's better. And obviously if my stress is affecting my health, I do think that a big part of it was just getting my mental right so that my physical would follow. And I do key a lot of that to, I do accredit a lot of that to therapy. And it's not like, we don't do like all of these like exercises that I guess you would like hear of, you know, from other people and things like that, like going through therapy, but just having an unbiased opinion and someone to listen to like all of the things going on and also just coming at things from like a different angle and like proposing like, okay, well, well, what about this? And I've, I've come to so many like revelations on my sessions where I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, I didn't think about it that way. And just, it's been such a cool experience for me because I feel like a lot of the growth has been just more and more self-discovery and me sharing that with her and then her being like, all right, yeah. And then, well, what about this? Or what about this? Just her like questioning and things like that. She has been really big with like getting me to journal. That has been a big, a big help for me. Um, It's something that I got away from for a while and it does help a lot for me. Um, But just, I very much look forward to my, my therapy sessions because it's just, I feel like it's someone that I can talk to without judgment and we just like, we bullshit half the time anyways, too. Like she's like, I feel like she's like, like one of my friends, which is really awesome because I know that I didn't click with my last one and like immediately out of the gate with this one, like she just, we fit so well together and she brings such a cool angle and perspective to a lot of the things that I just like talk through And it's just, it's a, it's been a really, really great experience for me. And I do think that it has, I, I I like attribute a lot of my growth to even just being open to going to therapy. Cause it was something that I was just so like apprehensive of. And I'm just like, try it out. And like, is there really any bad that's going to come from it? Probably not. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you had so many good things in there. So one I think therapy does get a huge stigma, um, especially we're both in the Midwest. I, I don't know if this is a Midwest thing, but you hear somebody going to therapy or even like talking about marriage therapy, you think that if someone goes into therapy, that they are like destined for divorce or there's something that's desperately wrong with them when it really is just an unbiased set of eyes that are going to look at your situations and just kind of give you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> it but, makes you, it's, it's right on par with like having those people in your life that challenge you and make you think about things in a different way. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's where it was. Um, another thing that you said, was so key is you aren't probably, if you click with your first therapist that you go to, like that's amazing, but that is not common. Um, so make sure that you are doing your due diligence and finding somebody that you click with 
and that you can talk about your beliefs and your views and they aren't going to throw their crap at you because Mm -hmm. the mental health space can be very crazy um so I think yeah it's like shopping around shop around for a therapist find one that you click with and once you do it's it's so good yeah yeah so I I went to yours yeah I want to hear about this so I started my first experience with therapy was when I was um in college and really didn't click with the therapist they kind of, they threw me on some antidepressant pills. I was mm. coming off of a lot of life changes in my family and I was just over it. And then I went to another therapist when I was pregnant with my son and we just, again, didn't click, but I stayed because I felt like that's what you do. Um, and so I really had this bad taste in my mouth with therapy, even with wanting to do that. I think that's a reason why I didn't pursue it because I just didn't like it. Um, but fast forward, I started marriage therapy this year, um, with my husband and absolutely loved the therapist. Like he was so transformative in like helping us think separately. Um, So that was, I mean, yeah, that was really good. But now I've started by myself and that has really taken it to the next level of being able to really dive into your own stuff and see where you are going, like how you're acting and why you're acting in certain ways. Because at the end of the day, even if you are no longer married or even if you, you know, change jobs, how you act is going to continue in other relationships and other places of work. You can't move away from your problems. So you have to work through your stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just been cool. We started EMDR, which I don't know much about it, but it pretty much is, is like bringing up old memories and like working through it and like stuff that you've suppressed. Um, cause I kind of told her the same thing. I'm like, I know that I have some big life choices that I have to make. And I really want to make sure that I am thinking logically through them. And I am like even keel with myself. And I know that I have a lot of stuff that I have to deal with. Um, so, but I also like, I don't have any like major trauma. I don't have any like crazy, crazy stories. Like was my family perfect? No, but it wasn't like as bad as some other people. Um, so that's what I told her. And she's like, you know, she basically said the same thing. She's like, you are able to work through things that like, you don't know. And everyone that comes in always thinks that someone else has it worse and they don't really need this. Um, but diving into it, it's kind of just like figuring out, oh, that's why I respond this way because, like, this is what I saw growing up. And like, that's normal to me, but that's not normal. Like, it's not right. And even though it's normal, it doesn't mean that it's always having to be normal. And especially having kids, I think breaking those, um, just breaking those chains of action. Yeah. That's not right word. 
but I like understand that, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so important to like put a stop to it here. Like a yes. generational curses is like the, yep. The, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's kind of just like this, all right, let's go down this road and figure it out. And you know what? Probably shouldn't have started at the end of prep because my brain is everywhere and your emotions are everywhere. But I'm better excited. to start sooner than later though. That's exactly. I just wanted to get in with her and start this stuff. And really that's going to be one of my off season explorations. This mental health. I'm so excited for you because I do think that there are a lot of really awesome things on the horizon for you. And I know that this has been a really, an extremely long prep for you. I feel like it's been going forever. (laughs) And I'm just excited for you to like actually get some clarity and be able to think more clearly with some more food in your system. I mean, you're you're not on low calories by oh any gosh. means. But <laughs> oh, we were just talking. I ate. Oh yeah, it was like three thousand calories yesterday. I'm like, I I don't want to see any more food. <laughs> I'm like post show treats. What? No. <laughs> Which that's a blessing, but. Yeah, no, but um, I'm I'm excited for this next season for you because even just from when we met, you know, I know that you have, you've gone through a lot, you've made a lot of changes, you have done a lot of growth, and I know that you're, st- you're kind of still in the midst of that, and I'm just really excited for everything that you have going on moving forward um, with kind of changing some of the people around you and having a better circle, a supportive circle. I know that that really, that really makes all of the difference too. Cause that is something that I was heavy, heavy on with just my growth in the last like year and a half is just like who's surrounding me and who needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. And not, like not feeling bad about it mm-hmm. like there's a way to do it in a way that you're not a complete asshole which I know I'm probably an asshole sometimes when it comes okay, to that so <laughs> but you know what really just protecting your space is so important and it is okay there are people that are going to be in your life for forever and there are people that are in your life for a season and you have to just accept that and I feel like you're talking about this but yeah. 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 And just being okay with that, you know, just because mm-hmm. someone's been in your life forever doesn't mean that they have your best interest in mind. Doesn't mean that they have, they deserve your loyalty. You know, maybe they're not actually supportive of you and yeah. taking that note of those traits and those people and cutting loose the ones that aren't aligned with your life moving forward is everything. Something that I like to do, and I've really paid attention to this last year is who are the people that call you as soon as things go bad, but when things are going great, they Mm -hmm. don't. That is very telling to me because it means like, to me, it's just, why are you there when I'm low? 
And why aren't you there when I'm really high or when I'm really high, you reach out and you're like, oh, it's okay to like, just, just take a break. It's okay. Consistency is. Yeah, everything. exactly. So just being aware of who's around you. I think that's another just good mental health tip of you really become who you surround yourself with. So making yeah, sure that, that energy transfers. Yes. It's like those energy place. vampires and energy life givers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was, that was that. Do you have anything else? I Not like- really. I think that we kind of touched on everything. Just Ooh, making I- sure that you go ahead. I just wanted to ask because we brought up journaling. So just to give them some tangible stuff, do you have prompts that you journal with or you just kind of I just brain dump? Okay. I love that. Anything that's on my heart, anything that's on my mind, writing it down. And then sometimes I don't even read it over after the fact, just getting it out releases so much and makes my brain feel less chaotic. Yeah. Okay. I, I do the same thing. I do like my gratitude and my, I am in the morning, but I will do the same thing of just brain dumping mm-hmm. and writing letters. If I'm having a problem with some person, I can't tell you how many people that I've written letters to that I've never, ever seen it. And they will never see it. Just <laughs> getting I it love that. Yeah. Cause it lets you like process. And a lot of times I'll process through it. And then I'm like, oh, like this is partially on me mm-hmm. and I need to fix that. So it's that like zooming out and slowing down and exactly not acting out of emotion, but like you can still let it out, but revisit it and be like, oh, okay. Maybe I was being a little bit irrational or whatever. Exactly. Exactly. So, all right. Well, thanks so much guys for hanging out with us today. And let us know any tips and tricks that you have for your coping mechanisms too. We'd love to hear it. Um, any healthy ones that you have. <laughs> yeah. Or if you gain value in any way or are trying any of these things for the first time. Let us know. Yeah. And if you have any value in any of this, please go ahead and share it. That's really the only way that this is going to grow is if you guys share it with your friends. So share it on your Instagram. We have our Instagram in the descriptions below. So you can tag us, you can tag the podcast and just let us know what else you would want to hear. Yeah. And soon, soon after Becky is done with her very long prep, we Mm -hmm. are going to figure out how to get everything on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. So yes, yes. you don't have to watch us. <laughs> you can just listen. <laughs> Although I did have someone yesterday, one of my good friends yesterday, tell me that she loves being able to watch us. So I love that. It's a cardio. It's like a cardio thing. Yep. Let's that's what I do. Yeah. That's what I do on cardio. It's like, I, I like to listen to podcasts, but I like to listen to podcasts that I can watch because I can't just listen. Oh my gosh. Then I just stare at the time and I'm like, oh my God. Right. Unless I'm like doing something that I want to listen to it. But if I'm just doing cardio, I'm like, no, I need to watch something. That's exactly. So (laughs) hang out with us on YouTube for cardio and then listen everywhere else by probably mid month. We'll have that up for you. All right. All right. 
Thank you so much, guys. Um, let us know if you are listening. We always love hearing that so much and always, always, always appreciate it so much for taking the time. So thanks, guys. <laughs>